Welcome to uh, episode five of our podcast. This this one's well, we're a little late again. Uh, Things happen. It, it 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 happens. It happens. Life's busy. It, you know what? It sure is busy. Our dogs are a lot of work. They are. That's They're getting into a fight right before we uh, we started here. Yeah. So we had to chuck them outside and. Uh, I don't know what started that fight. I don't either, but. It happens, I guess, you know? Well, as you can see from the title of this episode, uh, our title today is Who is Jesus' Best Friend? I put a I put a photo of the Last Supper just because it's got a lot of a lot of important people to Jesus. It does. This came up. We were sitting here, we were talking about what questions we can do for this episode. And we thought about how it calls Lazarus Jesus' friend in the Bible. And so then it came up to, well, did Jesus, if Jesus had friends... Did he have a best friend? Did he have a best friend? And if so, who, who was, was that? his best friend? Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. There's a lot of people that you could probably argue as Jesus' friend fully. We were doing it last night. Yeah. <laughs> We had to stop ourselves. Uh, like, you look at Peter, who is the rock that Jesus built the church on, that is the disciple that Jesus uses for a lot of things. That he... That Peter's always right there for Jesus. Like a best friend would be. Yeah. But it never actively calls Jesus, uh, Peter a friend. You know what I mean? No, it doesn't. But it does call Lazarus a friend. Yes, it does. This is why I said that Lazarus was Jesus' best friend. And then I started thinking, I'm like, well, it doesn't really ever say, but Jesus had a conversation with Moses and Elisha. Would those be Jesus' friends? Would he, would he be calling them from the other side just to talk to them? <laughs> uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, why would he have a conversation with them? Just randomly. Because he needed to? <laughs> I don't know. Does Jesus have friends? That is the question. Like, like Jesus friends, definitely friends. definitely had friends. Lazarus was his friend. That's why he was so upset that Lazarus had died. Not only did he feel bad... Oops. For the mic. <laughs> Mary and... What was Martha? her name? Martha. But he also felt bad and cried because Lazarus was his friend. And even though he knew that he could bring Lazarus back, he was still upset that Lazarus had died in the first place. So is this question kind of, does Jesus pick favorites? Does Jesus pick? I don't think because, he does. Because that, if, he, if he doesn't pick favorites, how can he have a best friend? You're saying you pick favorites? I mean, everyone naturally picks favorites. It's just how the world works. So if Jesus was man, is man... Did he pick favorites when he was on the earth? Or because huh. of Jesus being Jesus, did he not pick favorites? Something to think about. I don't it, know if I really have an answer for it. I don't really think Jesus had a best friend. Best you just friend. Think he had I think friends. he had friends. Well, would all of his disciples be considered his friends? You would think so. I mean, he spent... I Judas, maybe. I know. I think <laughs> Judas was still Jesus' friend. Just because one of your friends stabs you in the back doesn't make them less of your friend. 
I make to differ, but that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. No. <laughs> when you're looking at it from the forgiveness side of Jesus, just because someone does something wrong to you doesn't make them less of your friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I was getting at. Not per se. Like, like it says in the Bible. God forgive. We were supposed to forgive seventy times seven. <laughs> I know we are supposed to, but it's very difficult. Oh, it's to do very that. difficult. So if I had a friend say, "Turn me over to someone to kill me," I probably wouldn't forgive that person. Yeah, I know but, I'm supposed to. But but here's the thing: we're talking about Jesus. Jesus, and I think Jesus, Jesus, it does what we are supposed to do. Yeah. If we are supposed to forgive 70 times 7 times a day, I am 100% sure Jesus forgave Judas. Right then and there. He kind of forgave him before he, he knew even did He it. knew he was going to do it the yeah. whole time. And he still chose him. He still gave him that option. So, I, I don't... I think Jesus doesn't pick favorites i think jesus gives everyone that option i think jesus it was more heavenly in that aspect do you you know what i mean yeah where he yes he was man yes he dealt with everything that we deal with but he's also the the son of god and the perfect the perfect man so i don't think he picks favorites so i don't think you don't think jesus had a best friend you still think Jesus had a best friend? I don't know. I think if he did have a best friend, it would probably be Lazarus. <laughs> Just because that's the only person, person that, that I can remember that it as a says friend. is his friend. Yeah. That's the only one that I can think of that it actually f- straight out says. Well, it doesn't. I know, because he's his cousin. I was going to say, uh... John the Baptist. That's Jesus' cousin. Jesus' cousin. I mean, you can be friends with your cousin. Yeah, you can be friends with your cousin. I mean, they they clearly knew each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. From a very long time. (laughs) Well, I mean, John the Baptist did jump in the womb. Yeah. When Mary came in with Jesus in her womb. So, (laughs) they're they're tight. They go way back. They're pretty close. (laughs) (laughs) But, I don't think... Jesus had a best friend, personally. But you still, you still riding with Lazarus? If Jesus were to have a best friend, I'm still sticking with Lazarus. I don't know if he did or not. I don't don't know know if Jesus really had time for a best friend. I mean, he had the the 32 years before, or before he How long did he know Lazarus, though? It doesn't specifically say, I don't think. We know that he was Mary Magdalene's uh, brother. Brother. Mm-hmm. That Martha was his other sister. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't specifically say how long Jesus knew him. Jesus knew him. But of course, Jesus could have known him from way before. You know what I mean? Yeah. Jesus could just know everything because he knows most things. <laughs> what? That picture? Yeah. Who's that supposed to be? Right beside Jesus? Because it looks like a woman. It does look like a woman. <laughs> but. <laughs> there wasn't a there woman. There wasn't a woman. I thought Judas was supposed to be sitting next to Jesus. I don't know. 
I don't know. I Although pulled this... I don't think this table's very accurate either, because I don't think they'd all be on one side of the table. Also, weren't they in the city? In... Dinner Last Supper? Yeah, weren't they? No, they were in an they upper were... room. I know, but I thought they were in the city in an upper room. Because if you look in the background, you can see where Jerusalem is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Because they ent already entered Jerusalem on the... Yeah. I don't remember. I don't know. But <laughs> this picture is probably not very accurate. I just pulled it <laughs> off the internet. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's go on to our next question for today. This one's one that you asked. This is the... I know, but it makes you creepy. This was... Uh, did the blind man know what Jesus put, put on, his, on face? his face? Because he's blind. It's not like Jesus said, okay, I'm spitting in the dirt <laughs> and I'm putting it on your eyes. Yeah, for clarification, this is the the blind man in John where he spits in the ground and takes makes clay with his hand and then just smears it on the guy's face and says, all right, go wash it off in the, this pool. You can see. What would you think it was? You know, they had to be in the, you know, in the desert, basically. And someone just rubbed something wet on your face. You almost had to think, hope it was spit at that point. I don't know. I don't think I would have thought it was spit. I don't know what I would have thought it was, but not not Jesus' saliva. I mean, it, it's, it's something wet and earthy that hit your face. Yeah, but it, he could have thought it was, like, water or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's not water it wasn't water <laughs> uh I like that story I like the the blind man seeing and him and how it goes on from that where he just he doesn't really know anything about the person that did it so yeah, he I didn't bet he even really see Jesus did didn't he? know I don't think he did later he sees Jesus uh and talks to him and he says that he believes in Jesus oh yes I remember that now but I don't think he knew what Jesus put on him. I don't think I, th he did I think he had zero idea. But I think when he washed it off and was able to see again, he didn't really care what it was. I wouldn't. I'd just <laughs> be like, oh my goodness, I just went from being absolutely blind since, since birth. Since birth. To now being able to see perfectly fine. As an adult, yeah, like. He could now actually have a job instead of just sitting outside the city all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I doubt he... I don't think he knew. I doubt he knew. I mean, it, the most he could have heard was Jesus spitting on the ground. I don't think he hopped a loogie. I know, but I think like... he just kind of... But even spitting makes noise. Yeah. It's not like he just... <laughs> Would you know that sound was spitting, though? Like, if you close your eyes and someone spat, <laughs> would you know what it was? I don't know. <laughs> you know, that's not something that I've uh, done in my... Also, he's been blind his whole life. Would he... Would so, he... <laughs> so has anyone ever <laughs> spit in front of him and then said, hey, that's what that sounds like? <laughs> you know? Would he know? I guess, uh... I guess, you know, I couldn't answer that question. I'm not blind. <laughs> So I, I can't really give an accurate answer to that question. Understandable. But it's, a, it's an interesting thing to think about of how, how he had to think when that happened. Yeah. Of what the heck just happened to me. <laughs> <This is laughs> but 
but it was it was cool. It, it's it's an interesting story that I don't know. It, it it brings a lot of good things from it. The blind man seeing the yeah, just the the belief you have. To and have. he got an answer for why he was blind. Yeah. Because people were always rude to him, and he didn't really understand himself why and, God would do this to him. And, and then Jesus is like, this is why. You were you were blind so that the world could see. So yeah. the world could see a miracle through you. And it's... I think that would be a great honor, honestly. It would. It would be a hard thing to burden, though. Definitely. be a very hard thing to burden. Well, uh, let's go on to our next question here. Going a little fast today, but it'll be all right. Uh, this next question is: uh, What did the disciples think when they were feeding, like the five thousand, or the there was another where they fed like what two thousand? They they fed like a couple times in the Bible. Lots of people with not a lot of food. No. Uh, and I think it's a little bit. I don't know what I think. <laughs> they just kept reaching in the basket and pulling out. You think food. they were looking down in the basket and being like, "What the heck? How is this?" I don't know. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, I'm looking to see exactly how much food they had when they were feeding the five thousand. It was four loaves of bread and two fish. Was it? Mm-hmm. I think, or is it five loaves of bread? Five loaves of bread and two fish. And they split that amongst 5,000 people and everyone was full. Okay, so first Jesus split it between all of his disciples. All 12 disciples. How did he split two fish between 12 people? That's a good question. Did he just like cut it up into little bitty pieces? pieces? It'd have to be. Stick it in the baskets and be like, alright, go. Like, the four loaves of bread I could understand, or five, sorry. But it's, you you think of it, like, as a basket that is looks full already. But it wasn't. No. It couldn't have been. Especially if there was 12 baskets. They had to be, like, not very full baskets, and they just kept reaching in and pulling out They just kept more pulling it out. And more. And then when they ended, there was some left over. There were, like, several baskets full left yeah. over. It's crazy. <laughs> but would the disciples even be amazed at this point, though? I think the disciples were amazed by the food, but then they almost instantly seem like they forget about it, which they, a lot of people do they in the do, Bible. Yeah. They, I guess that does happen in real life, though. People see miracles, and then they just move on from them. You like just think happened. about the bad thing that's happening right now and not think about what God has done for you before. before. You think well, I know that Jesus just fed all these people, but he's now asleep in the stern and I'm yeah. in the storm. It's that Jesus brought me through something completely inertly before and I will praise him for that then. And now you're going through something that's probably not even as bad as that was. And you're still like, okay, this is my life now. And you're not, you're not praising Jesus then yeah. for what He will do with you. Exactly. And that's that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to sit there and you're supposed to pray to God to take you from it and praise Him then you're for what to He thank will him do for later. Your past, present, and your future. 
people don't do that. No, they they for they easily forget about. And then often when people pray, they want something. They pray to God because they want something or they need something from him, but they don't ever thank him or praise him or tell him that they love him. And we're supposed to have a relationship with God. Have you ever been in a one-sided <laughs> relationship where you're giving them everything and you're getting nothing in return? It's... You have to... Even when you, you pray to God, you don't just pray to him whenever you want something. I exactly. think that's something that people rarely do. They only pray when they want something from God. You're supposed to constantly praying be praying him, to God. Thanking him. Even, even if your prayer is just checking in, making sure. Even if it's just a thank you for waking me up today. Yeah. It, you, you just got to do little things. Because in our hardest times, it is often difficult to pray because you feel so defeated but even if it's just that lord thank you for giving me breath thank you for helping me wake up that's all he needs one thing that i don't think people realize is even that first breath in the morning that's a miracle every day that you get the chance to do that every day because if god didn't want you to you wouldn't you would instantly yeah no matter what so it's a miracle that he keeps us alive when we focus on what we don't have we don't appreciate what we do have and so often in my hard times i'm like okay i've got two working arms i've got two working feet got two eyes two ears i'm breathing i have a house over my head i have family that i love people that love me i have friends You just have to start listing everything you do have and thanking God for those things. And don't focus on the stuff that you're wanting to have. Because those are exactly what they are. They're wants. They're not something that you need. And when you pray to God for something you want, it's not normally something you're going to ever get. And even if it's something that you need... God's going to get it to you eventually, in his time. He won't put us through something that we can't handle. Exactly. And that's something you always got to think about. If something comes up, you can handle it through God, no matter what. He's going to make sure of it. Whether you see see it as you can handle it or not, you can. Most of the time, we don't think we can. No. It's, it's a hard thing to think about is that how you can but you can like how all these people were starving and yeah you only had five loaves of bread and two fish how are you gonna feed all that it was also a little boy yeah it was a little boy it was his little lunch for that day or something and it happened multiple times where stuff like that happened i also think it says a lot about the little boy though that he's like this is all i have for today but you can have it yeah feed all these people with it you were supposed to be like little children. And little children are there and helpful to other people. Most, most of the of time. The time. <laughs> Some of the time they can be a little little butts. But uh, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> so were the disciples surprised? What were their reactions? I want to say the first time it happened they had to have been surprised. I would be surprised. But I'm almost thinking that. As it happened more and more, that miracle started 
being less and less to them. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. But... But they were human. And they had been seeing so many different miracles all the time. And they still had their doubts even though they were with the Son of God. Mm-hmm. Where even Peter, who knew everything that was happening, doubted Jesus three times. Well, denied him. But denied times, him, yeah. But, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. He still sat there and didn't do what he knew in his heart he of heart that he, he was, was supposed, supposed to. to do. He was confident that he would never deny Jesus. When Jesus told him that, he said, that'll never happen. I will never deny you, Lord. And then he did exactly what Jesus said. That is one of the reasons why we can't take for granted what God has done and what he's brought us through. Because we'll think, he's done this for me. I would never betray him. I would never deny him. He is my Lord. And then something happens. Within a day. And you're like, God who? That's one thing about the Peter thing. That happened, that was at night that that occurred that he told him he was going to deny him yeah and it was with before the uh the crow crawled for uh, it, 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 the i don't remember the specific i don't specific remember what it says, it the, was a rooster, like, i think the the crowing three times yeah before that happened that morning and immediately when he heard that bird he knew he knew what he had done he felt that guilt and he ran away it's it's an instant pull. When you get told something from God and you still go through with the negative side and you realize it. You, sometimes it's immediate. You say something or do something, you're like, why did I do that? That was so dumb. I'm sorry, Lord. <laughs> you ever been yelled at by God? Uh, not specifically. It's I never uh, a good thing. No. I, when I first got saved, realized a lot of things. And it wasn't really like a yelling at, because again, I wasn't ever into church yeah. or into everything. But it was, it was a wake-up call. Mm-hmm. More. I haven't been yelled at by God as of right now in my... <laughs> I'm sure it'll happen <laughs> at some point. But God God is good and if you actually listen to him and just do what you're supposed to do. Pray every day, seek and go and find. Then you can be a part of miracles, miracles. like you can, this. You like can the see them happen and all those people. You can. With no food. There was barely anything. It's just something that's amazing. Also, every time I see, like, a picture when I was uh, in Sunday school of, like, the five loaves of bread, we always think they were always, like, the long loaves of bread, but I feel like they probably weren't. They were probably, probably small loaves. They were probably the loaves that, like, the very poor could get. Yeah. Which was, like, barely a loaf. It's just, uh, like, a block, almost. Like the disciples were definitely. How? Where is it coming from? <laughs> How is it? The first time out? I feel like they had to have been just shocked. That's what I would do. 
It's like the Mary Poppins bag. <laughs> <laughs> Looking in their basket like, what the heck? Well, speaking of the disciples, our, our last question does deal with a disciple. A single disciple. A single disciple. And it is Peter walking out on the water. I just, just taught this in children's church. You did teach this in children's ago. church. The question is, did Peter step confidently out of the boat? Or was he like, someone's trying to walk on water today, where they step and they just kind of... <laughs> I feel like it was cautious. Because he was doubting that it was actually Jesus. Here's my thoughts. I think he was doubting that it was actually Jesus out there. Mm-hmm. But he said, if it is Jesus, let me walk on this water. And Jesus said, come. I think the first steps, he was confident because he had his eyes on Jesus. And the second he started to doubt, he was already in the water. And that's whenever he started to fall. Was when he started to have the doubt. Well... He looked away from Jesus. Yes. And he started to go and down. And he sunk. Yes, I know. So, my personal thoughts is he had to have been confident stepping out. Because you have to be confident when you step out on faith to do something. I I don't think I agree with you. You don't think? I think he was probably that first step was like just a toe in the water. Like, am I actually doing this? And then once he realized he could take that first step, then he started walking confidently confidently and forgot what he was doing he was just focused on jesus and then he started to think what am i doing i'm not supposed to be able to walk on water and the wind was still blowing so that scared him and he took his eyes off jesus because he got scared and that's when he sunk i could see it either way i still think he had he had to have been confident in the first step because if you're not confident in your first step your second step will be faltered i don't know you don't know i don't think i agree with you on this one you don't agree with me on this one no you think he was he was weary on his first step yeah i would be i would be too but if i'm more focused on taking that like almost leap of faith think about it though even when we take leaps of faith, as you're saying like that, we're cautious about it at first. But I don't know if we're supposed to be. I think we're supposed to be confident. Because that was the whole... He had to keep his eyes on Jesus, so he couldn't have been looking down at his feet to take that first step. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. I I don't have a... What were all the other disciples' reactions? Well, they had to have been like, what are you... He's just walking on the... Were they freaking out or were they like, I want to do that? (laughs) Half of them jumping into the water (laughs) trying to step... I think it was... It's really cool how... He was able to do that miracle just... Because of Jesus being... Yeah. Because of him having the faith in Jesus. And then when he doubted him... He sunk because he doubted Jesus, and Jesus immediately saved him. Immediately, as soon as Peter started to slip. As soon as he said, Lord, help me, Jesus was right there. And was he even close to him at that point? We don't know we how don't far know. away Jesus was from the boat. But I remember, I don't remember that being in the story. It, I don't think it's Or how far away says. Peter was from Jesus when he started to sink. We don't know that. 
But Jesus was right there to save him. As soon as Peter needed Jesus... He was there. He was there. And that's something that is even true today. When we need Jesus, he's there. When we have the doubts that Jesus can do anything with us and through us... He... He has a way of proving himself to yeah. us. In a way of showing to us, yes, this is... This is me. You can do this. I am telling you, you can do this. <laughs> so go and do it. <laughs> go and go and be that confident Jesus Christian person. Mm-hmm. And it's... We also have to have that backup for the other people in our... Yeah. Like, in our churches, in our, like, just group of people around us. If someone starts to slip, we have to be there for it's them. It's our responsibility. To if lift them up. If we see another Christian slipping or has sinning, sinning in some way, we're supposed to help them. We are supposed to call them out. We are supposed to judge their fruit, as the Bible says. And we're supposed to help them get better. That doesn't mean to judge them for it. That just means to explain to them what they're doing is wrong and to help them through it. But to make sure that you you yourself can do that, you have to take yourself out and look at yourself first. Yeah. You have to look at, I forget what it's called, what it specifically says about looking in your own eye, the something in your own eye. I don't remember the exact words, but it's talking about like a spot in your own eye. Like a stick Yeah, or something? It's, it's something that's wood is what it's talking about. But uh, you have to take that reflection first and look at yourself and make sure you are right in that way. And sometimes we see people doing things wrong and think, oh my goodness, that's not right. That's not... And then you start to think, wait, have I been doing that? You you have to look at every detail of mm-hmm. yourself before you try and correct someone else. Yeah. And it can be hard. <laughs> it's definitely... I mean, that's why everyone wanted to kill Jesus, because they didn't want to take responsibility because for things Jesus they were doing wrong. Because Jesus told them how it was, and they all were so insulted by it that they, they wanted to insulted. kill him. They were insulted. They, I think felt guilty about what they were doing they were and they wanted to be in charge they didn't want jesus above them they were afraid that the romans were going to give israel to jesus that's what that's what it talks about how they were afraid the romans would find out about this man getting such a large majority of people following him Mm -hmm. that they killed him that they sought out to kill him and even they sought out to kill the miracles that he did Going so far as to try and kill Lazarus after he resurrected him. A lot of people after Jesus was crucified, they had a wake-up call. Because of what happened after Jesus died, they were like, we just crucified the Son of God. The earthquake and and the... God forgives you for that, but how do you forgive yourself for doing something like that? It's hard. Because we have to forgive ourselves as well as other people. We can go around forgiving everyone else for everything, but if we don't forgive ourselves, then we're still in that bad place. Because you'll never look at yourself the right way. 
when you ask God to take away those sins and to forgive you for them, you have to let that go off yourself too. You have to forgive yourself for these things because God isn't holding them against you anymore, so you shouldn't hold them against yourself. And God will forget your sins when you ask him to. Yeah. When you ask him to wholeheartedly forgive you of your sins, he doesn't remember them. Well, I, th- I wouldn't go that far, but he doesn't, he doesn't hold us to them anymore. It's almost like when you tell someone, uh, don't tell anybody that, and they go, well, what? What are you talking about? Uh-huh. It's like that. He knows that it happened. But he's not going to... He knows what that it happened. He knows that you did it. But he also knows your heart now. And he knows that you're sorry for what you did. And he's forgiven you for that. And he's not going to sit there and... He doesn't judge you on it. Mm-hmm. Because that's the whole reason Jesus died. Was to be a martyr for every single person's sin. Yeah. He was the lamb for slaughter. He was... The greatest price that was ever given. Um, in Sunday school, one of the kids, well, at first they were just talking about how they wanted to go to heaven, like right now. They wanted to be in heaven now with Jesus and some other people that passed away in their family. They wanted to be there now. And, um, one of the boys was like, I don't think Jesus should have ever died on the cross. Because then wouldn't we be in heaven already? We'd just be there right now. I don't understand what his logic was there, but I was explaining to him, no, because the only reason we're able to go to heaven is through Jesus. Because we are are what used to be the Gentiles, the people that weren't God's chosen, unless you're a Jewish person. Mm -hmm. You, You didn't technically have, back then... A right to heaven until Jesus came and let you go. Gave us the path, the straight and narrow path. Well, after this little boy had said that, one of the girls goes, You can either party and have the time of your life right now and then suffer, or you can have an okay time right now and I don't remember how she said it, but something along the lines of party forever. And I think that was a good way to look at it. I mean, I think you can have a good time right now. Well, she meant a, like you can't do whatever you want. Yeah, that's you, what she you meant. You can't do what your all your flesh wants right now. But you can have fun as a Christian. I think oh, that's yeah. one thing that a lot of non-Christians think is that Christians can't have fun. Yeah, they think we're boring. They think they they don't drink, they don't go out and yeah, because that's what a lot of people think, that the only way you can have fun is if you're drinking or doing drugs, going out partying every weekend. Personally, I want control of my body when I'm having exactly. fun. Exactly! <laughs> I never understood that. I think a lot of it comes from my family background, but I never understood how is it fun to not have control of your own body, to not have control of your own mind. How is that fun? I I don't know. I, I've never drank in my life, so I really can't <laughs> say that I know all about the subject and all this stuff like that, but personally, I never want to. I think it's kind of stupid to go out and drink. Yeah. I just don't think it would be fun. It, okay. 
I'm gonna say something that's controversial. Oh gosh. Not to us, cause we, but to other people yeah. that might be listening. Yeah. You've been warned. Trigger warning. Some Christians <laughs> think that it's okay to have a drink now and then, but I don't think that's okay, because that alcohol can alter your mind. And it can lead you to do things that you wouldn't normally do, and it can lead you away from God. Even one sip can change your personality somehow, can change the choices you make, and that will lead you away from God. And so I don't think it's right to do that because we are supposed to be in our minds at all times. I understand there are some illnesses that you're not able to do that, but God understands those type of things. But if you go out and drink or do drugs just the one time because you think everyone else is doing it. Here's also the one time that you say is going to be one time. Usually isn't just usually one time. Usually isn't. It usually bleeds over into something else. And that's one of the reasons why I never did anything. Because I was always afraid that it would if I ever did. Yeah. And so I said no. Addiction runs pretty heavily in my mom's side of the family. So I thought that if I ever even tried it, it could be bad for me. And so that's why I never even went near it. Have I been given the opportunity? 100%. But for my own safety, for the safety of my family, for my relationship with God, I chose not to. Now, was, was it always easy? No. Because I was in a very low point in my life at one time. And it would have been very easy to just go next door and be like, hey, I heard I heard you have something fun. Let me have some of it. I think also a lot of people, it's a means of escape. Exactly. From their reality. Because the living in the world sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. You get all of your own choices. You get all of your own this or that. But when you do that... It leads into so much more, so much worse things that will happen to you that you have no out for. Yeah. Until you go to God. Because mm-hmm. God will take all of that pain, all of that suffering, and just make it go away. At least all the, the worldly pain that you've felt. He will eventually... You will go through bad things as a Christian. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying. That you will just be done with everything. Mm-hmm. But you get that sense of relief. Yeah, eventually, of, yeah. You know where you're going. You know what path you're following. And then after you get out of that dark place, it's like uh, the fog was lifted. Thank you, Jesus. You go to the mountaintop, yeah. as people describe it. It's. But here's the other thing, is you have to know what the valley feels like to know what the mountaintop feels like. Yeah. And it goes, we go through hills and valleys all of our life. Some mountaintops are way higher than others, and some are way lower. Oh, yeah. And some valleys are way deeper. But that's the part of being on the world. As we go through those hills and valleys, we go through tests so we can have a testimony in the end of them. Yeah. And it's... It's not always just for us. Sometimes we go through those tests so we can lead someone else to the way of straight and narrow. Yeah. So we can help someone else get out of something. Far worse than what we'd be in. And that's hard. (laughs) 
it's hard when you're going through your own trial to try and help someone else when not you're dealing for you with something. yeah but it's what we have to do often the greatest sacrifice in the bible that it talks about is giving your own life for someone else's mm-hmm. trading everything you have for someone else and that's what it talks about the the rich man giving everything he has to the poor and going and living off you know what i mean we have to be willing to give up everything well that's why the one story in the bible where the rich man gives a bunch of money but the poor man was it a man or well, i don't remember but the poor person gives one penny basically and it's the but same that's amount. all they had so god blessed that person more than the other person it's all about giving everything that we can everything that we absolutely can and that doesn't mean to go drain your bank account no. and give it it just meant that person gave what they thought would look good for them everyone thought they would be this amazing person because they gave that but the other person didn't care about what other people thought they just wanted to give everything they had to god and that's what we're supposed to do it doesn't matter what others think about you a lot of time in churches a lot of christians go just for show they go and they put on their fancy clothes and go to church yeah my personal opinion, you don't got to wear fancy clothes to go to church. You don't. You can go in whatever clothes you want. And it shouldn't want. just be a, like a habit. Church is never supposed to be a habit. You're, are there Sundays where I wake up and I'm like, <laughs> I do not want to go today. I do not want to deal with these children. I do not want to see all these people. I don't want to go. I want to stay in bed. I want to watch Gilmore Girls. <laughs> I want to eat. That's all I want to do. But I get up anyways. I get dressed, I get my lessons together, I go to church, I pray, I worship, and I usually, not always, but usually, have a good day. Are there still Sundays where I'm like, okay, I went to church. I don't think those kids learned anything that I was teaching them, but I was there and I was teaching them. (laughs) And then... Sometimes those Sundays are the ones where the kids come back with more questions. And then it's like, you were listening to me. <laughs> God was with me that day. You know? Mm-hmm. It's... We went off on a, a large tangent there. We did, and it's... Oh, yeah, this was our longest, uh, <laughs> longest one yet. Well, I guess since it was our longest one yet, I guess we'll just end this one here uh i hope you guys enjoyed if you have any questions that you want us to ask or or answer answer answer, talk about yes anything at all go to our uh instagram page i check that every week i look at it and see if anyone has put anything on there and share our podcast with your friends share Share it with someone yeah the reason we're here is to minister to people. Yeah, talk to people that typically I think are things more for Christians in general. Yeah. So, you got some Christian friends, send it over to them and be like, Hey, these two people are talking about weird questions. <laughs> Don't you want to know who Jesus' best friend is? Or did Jesus have a best friend? <laughs> uh, but, yeah. So, check us out. We're, we normally start streaming at 5 o'clock on twitch on tuesdays 
Uh, we're a little late normally, seems like. <sighs> Just the past two weeks. It's okay. Uh, but yeah, come and say hello next time. See you guys later. Bye. Bye.